Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, Yahoo for this day. Oh, my gosh, we started this day off so wonderfully. I know, Benny, it is like, so Benny. Yes, ma'am. What do you think I was doing in 109 degrees like on Saturday? <laughs> you were probably chilling and maxing and relaxing all and cool. I'll That's tell you what line. I decided. Here's the thing. This is what I've decided. You know what I decide about heat? What's that? Here it is. If you are in the heat, I mean literally in it, and you can get your body. Emily's going to talk about this today. If, you can, if you're in the heat and you can get your body temperature adjusted to it, so let's say, what was it, 110 on Saturday? Something like that. I don't, uh, I don't remember. Not officially that warm. I no. mean, maybe in selected areas, but not okay. for the city. But, but it was 100-something. It I was up there. my little thermometer thing out there. Right. In the shit. Right. I decided I'm going to garden. I'm going <laughs> to put mulch down. Uh, and I'm out there. Linda and I are out there all day long. All day long. Sweating. Yeah. Just getting it going, drinking, taking our little breaks. Yeah. Out there with the gardening, moving some plants around, getting some things that we needed to get done for like an entire day in the heat. Because I'd rather sweat out in that heat than be in one of the 70% of the people in the Pacific Northwest that don't have air conditioning. To that. <laughs> to that. And you're from the East Coast, too. You're kind of familiar I, with and, it. And also, I think Emily Emily's going to join me here today in a minute. we got a great book, Healing Ourselves Whole. Again, great to have her back. Read this excellent healing manual and begin the process of becoming whole and complete. We're gonna, you can read it. we got three copies. We're going to talk about it. But you know what I found out about it? So Linda doesn't adjust so much to the heat. But I'm a heat baby. I'm like, if you put me in 110 degrees, something happens. I just get like fired up. I can't stop. I want to keep going. I mean, yes, let's replant everything. Let's put, oh, great. I got a little altar over here. Let's put the hostages in the ground. Let's get that. And let's put another one over here. Then let's go to Home Depot. Let's get eight more bags of mulch and let's put them down. That's me. Poor Linda, I'm dragging her along. But my body normally runs at about 97 degrees. So today what we're going to talk about is how our bodies take things in, who we are. How do we absorb, absorb things? What happens when we're hit up with things that are not so great? Now, look, I just got two new knees replaced. So for me to even be out there doing something, something is going on. But to go into my house where it is no air, I'd rather be outside in the sun, be outside, get a little bit of breathing it in, and sweat myself. Today, this is, this is a conversation with Emily. 
the last time I had her on the show was great. Um, and I told you that her work is groundbreaking, but it's also relevant. See, in today's world we're living in, you've got to make adjustments. We're making adjustments in the network. Yeah, we went through 18 months and you all said to us, you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to add more of this. Believe me, we're like inches away. Emily did the same. Uh, Emily A. Francis joining me here today, Healing Ourselves Whole, W-H-O-L-E. Let me tell you what that means. Every part of you is affected by a thing. The 115 degrees it's going to get today, you're going to be affected by it. Some people more than others. In our office, you heard me talk about this last week on a show, our AC unit was not working. So today, great people came here from a company that's local on a day where most HVAC people are so busy they don't know what to do with themselves. They came here today. Um, thank you to them for doing that. But what about the shock and the trauma? What about what goes on in our bodies? What about what happens when our mind, spirit, and our energy forms are out of alignment? That's what this book is about. Because you may be able to hear to heal two knees from knee replacement. But what if you had like an emotional event over that? I don't know. But that's what Emily is here today. We're on a journey for a deep path within ourselves. Because if we are not rearranging things, we're going to continue to hurt each other. We're going to continue to hurt ourselves. We're going to continue to have unintentional trauma impacting our bodies, our spirit, our energy field. But this book is going to help us and give us a way out. Emily, it's great to have you. Welcome back. Thank you so much, Dr. Pat. I'm so happy to see you in person now. Last time yeah. you were on the radio and we did it audible only. And it is really cool to be able to see your face and 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 jive with you. And, and I feel you on the heat because I moved to Malta which is a country off the coast of Italy. And I moved here sight unseen this year uh, in August during the pandemic, during the lockdown, we left the country. So me, my husband, my children, and four animals all arrive in Malta. And the thing is that all the buildings here are made of limestone. That's so, right. So uh, there's no central air or central heat at all. So in the cold, it's like it gets into your bones. And in the hot it's like they, there's a few air conditioning units like in college <laughs> in separate rooms. Um, but there was a heat wave this week and you yep. open the window and nothing changes. So usually we have the sea on the front and backyard of my house. The sea gives us that nice trade winds. Nothing is moving. So it's like stifling. And it like I, I just turned I brought in a fan today because I've been doing these interviews where I've been like sweating around the collar. My hair gets wet while I'm talking. It's so ungodly hot. And for me, I'm like you. I would much rather be outside. If you're going to take me in the heat, take me outside, but do not make me sit in a room made of stone with no movement, no air, no nothing. It, it's really overwhelming. And even the best of us with the greatest potential for mindset, it still is daunting yeah. to sit in there and be in it. You know, it's fascinating to me. Um, uh, and, you know, I, I mentioned, let's talk about normal for a minute, because this really locks right into your book. Let's okay. talk about normal. What is normal? Exactly. <laughs> so when people ask, when people ask me about what do you think about, you know, us getting back to normal? Oh, that doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Thank it doesn't you. exist. It doesn't you exist. You have to be able to create something new. There is no, first of all, we can't go back. 
because the life that we were living, if I'm not mistaken, and maybe I'm speaking on behalf of a lot of people, but nobody's going to come out of this the same person they were going in. It's just not possible. So whatever that is that people did, some people got in tremendous shape. Some people got out of tremendous shape. Some people went down the rabbit hole and got stuck. Some people came up. We're all in a transition phase. That's the earth. The energy of the earth right now is in massive transition. For me, we up and left the country. Right. You know, there, I'm not, I'm, when you said Home Depot, my thought was like, oh my gosh, Home Depot. That's <laughs> not a word I've thought of in the last year because no box stores exist here. And so there is right. no Home Depot. Right. There's no Target. There's no CVS <laughs> Pharmacy. When I had to figure out where to buy school supplies, there's no stores <laughs> And, and P, I had to like, you know, message the moms on WhatsApp, where, where do I buy things? And they're like, at the stationary store. And I'm like, the what? Oh my God. There's no Target. There's no C, there's no Walmart. There's no CVS, Walgreens. What, what are you people? Where am I going? You know, and it was really like to live in a place with zero big box stores is exciting when you get used to it and navigate, but it's really overwhelming because you have no Home Depot when you just want to, like, I, now I have a gardener. So I call him and go, Hey, can you bring me an apricot tree? I want to plant it. Exactly. And he goes and gets it. (laughs) Exactly. And you know, it's fascinating because, you know, when I'm thinking about this and I'm thinking about what we're looking at and, you know, the difference between the last book you wrote in this book is that we're taking a look right now. Let me just jump to my punchline for the book, suppression. Oh, yeah. Suppression has got to be the punchline for our conversation today. And the reason I call it a punchline is because when whether we're looking at heavy four or fab four, and we'll talk about what those are, whether we're looking at those, if we are suppressing, I don't care what it is. Everything's stagnant. Call it a thing. If you are in suppression mode, you might go into depression mode. Sure. Right? Because I've been there. You're making that choice. You're making that choice to not make a choice. It's still a choice, but it 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 stagnates every aspect of your being, and it's a it is a chosen. I think a lot of people think that to suppress emotion means that maybe they're just gliding through, but it's not. You're actually blocking. You've put a rock in front of the cave. Yeah. Nothing can get through, not in your body, not energetically, not spiritually, not physically, nothing's moving. And so you're stuck. And, and I would say that a lot of people have been in that space for a long time, especially now. You know, you know there's an interesting show on TV. I can't remember. It's a movie. But there's this really nerdy character guy in it. And he's a super genius guy and he ends up saving the day. But he does nothing but eat Hot Pockets to get himself moving. <laughs> And it's a great, great to just watch this genius kid. So here's what I was really struck by as I was reading your book. We do the same with what you call pain pockets. Mm -hmm. We, when we go to that point where we don't know that there's a way out, we put away those pain pockets just the way that guy did from, from that movie. Just put those hot pockets down. He said, just give me the hot pockets and I can give you a solution. We go, give me the pain pocket and I will take care of this and not have to deal with anything in my entire life. Thank you. Yep. <clears throat> you know, in cognitive therapy, they call it a trauma capsule. So you shove the things that are too overwhelming for your mind and you shove it in a capsule, you drop it into the body and you walk away. My work begins there because we pick up the capsule from the body and we open it up. And that's the work that I believe has been missing 
in the healing, everybody's focused on your mind and your behavior patterns. But what about what's your body's been holding? Because your body's holding the real truth and your mind is open to interpretation. So no matter what the memory is, your mind isn't going to match what your body's been storing. It just isn't. The stories are not going to be the same. They might be in the same room. They might live in the same ballpark, but the stories aren't going to be the same because we've changed in the way that we perceive things and we can mesh other people's stories into our own. But your body knows exactly what's happened and it's been storing it and holding it from the moment of any kind of impact. But to suppress it means we make that choice to not go there. And that is so damaging because while our minds can maybe hold off for a while, our bodies will produce poisonous triggers all over to, to be pain or dis hyphen ease, because that's what happens when we choose not to make choices. And when we choose not to listen to the story that our body has been holding. And a lot of it true is people don't know that your body's been holding. No, nobody teaches you how. They don't. And I want to redefine trauma for a minute. And this is really the journey that I've been on really to bring a different narrative, which you've got in your book. And I want to talk about this when we talk about uh, and Benny and Olivia, um, I'm going to go ahead and skip the break. I want to talk about this because in my field, and you just mentioned it, uh, is we have a tendency to want to label things without consideration to context. So I want to put things in context because there is trauma and now there is shock. Shock we are not talking about. Shock doesn't go away. Post-traumatic stress disorder is not going to make something that has been shocked into your cells to go away. And I think that's what your book is talking about. You know, we're talking about those things that what might be traumatic for me may not be for you. Like just the fact that I'm out in 110 degrees gardening and sweating and having a great time, that would put a lot of people into a complete fit. So don't we have to redefine for the people listening so that we can eliminate shame and eliminate guilt from how people feel to say, wait a minute. You know, my feelings are hurt by what you just said. And people look at you and say, seriously, get over it. But we've all changed now. The world in 18 months has changed. We have different sensors. Some of us take in more. Some of us take in less. Isn't it important for us, Emily, to make sure we don't pigeonhole people by saying this and this only is trauma and what you're experiencing is not? Yes, it's incredibly important. And one of the things that I talk about in my book is that no one knows your story but you. So you could have, you could be involved in what would people would consider a trauma. Let's say all the people on a bus experience some sort of trauma, but it doesn't matter how many people are there. Their story is not going to be the same as yours. No one knows your story, but you, it could be the same family members and no one knows your story, but you, because the way that we take it in, the way that it has affected us does not reflect the way that it reflects on or affects anybody else. So everything that this book is about the work you do alone, the work you do by yourself, because it's not for somebody else to decide what level what trauma, what shame, guilt, grief, what great things have come out. This is all about your work for yourself because nobody knows your story but you. So, Emily, 
you wrote this book and you also, uh, if you could hold up your previous book, I think you may still have it there with you, yep. if you don't mind. Um, this was the first conversation you and I have and life has changed, body heals itself. And, you know, basically I love that book. And I told you that when you were on the show last time, how pivotal it is, you know, today you've there also- There was a second book actually that- There is a second it, book. Yeah, there yeah. was a follow-up to it that they match, see, yeah. whole body healing. Oh my and God. then now the newest- healing ourselves whole. Unfortunately, whole body healing came out during COVID and it just didn't get the attention. But this book is a reference manual for your healing guide. So this is all my research of who would you go to if you did have to change? Not necessarily with a diagnosis, but if you had to make a significant life change, who would you go to? So it has your physical, your emotional, your spiritual, and your energetic. Who are the practitioners under those different labels? Because if we don't treat all the aspects of the body, right. then we're not going to get the desired results. So this one has been hanging tight, sadly. I'm waiting for it to kind of get rediscovered. But this book, Healing Ourselves Whole, I wrote before the pandemic came and into the pandemic. Yeah. And, and it is, it's the work that you do alone. And it couldn't have come at a better and more pivotal time in the world. Because yeah. some of the things that I wrote in this book, I wrote to myself. I That's was what I was going to ask you. Yes, I read the yes. book and I'm thinking, oh, she had, she had to be yes. going through something here, right? Yes. yes. We had moved to the south side of Atlanta to a very uh, tight uh, southern town that doesn't fit anything that I believe in. Right. Nothing. So I had to crawl into a box and become virtually invisible in right. order for my children to be accepted in this town. The only thing anybody asked me, and I'm not kidding when I say this, when I moved to that part of town, the only thing people cared about was, have you found a church yet? And yeah. it was like, uh, what is yeah. that? Okay. Hey, I just moved. Like nobody cared. They don't want to hear your story. They don't want to know who you are. They just want to be the one to bring, bring you to their evangelical church. And I just crawled into a little box and did the best I could to make my children have a happy life in a place that didn't fit. And it felt like I was living with a tiny, cause it wasn't huge, a tiny little boa constrictor wrapped around my neck. And I wrote part of this book from my office facing a brick wall. And I literally wrote to myself about that you have to change the environment for you to experience real health and healing for you. Yeah. And I put something about where you are today in no way so shows where you might be a year from now. And a year from writing that, I'm living in Europe. I'm living in a place where people love and accept everybody for who they are. They just want to know if you're good people. And they definitely don't care because it's, it's very Catholic, but not the kind of Catholic, not evangelical Catholic. It's uh, totally different. And it's slated by your zip code. So nobody's saying, hey, are you going to church? Nobody cares about that. <laughs> everybody cares about, are you good? Are you fun? Are you going to be someone I want to have in my life? And the most important question they ask here is how long are you planning to stay? How much should I invest in our relationship? before we move forward because so many people are expats and in and out and we're here for the duration. So wow. it's like my soul has opened up in a GMO free wow. country, might I also add. And <laughs> the people, there's no evangelical here. And I don't mean to put down this particular side, but that's a personality trait. That's really difficult for me to expand in. Cause I feel like there's a, just a wild amount of judgment. So living in the deep South was 
so hard for me. And now I'm living in this place that supports everything that I am and want to be. And people aren't interested in your business, really. It's very different over here. I mean, even watching, I was at the beach this weekend and watching the parents strip down the kids and get them naked and wash them off. And I'm like, oh my, oh, I got to, you know, and, and I thought, oh, I'm so American. I'm so American. <laughs> to me, it's still like, oh, oh, can't, you know, there it's like nudity is so primal and normal and natural and and so i'm i'm my soul is calming in this new environment but yes when i wrote this book i felt so displaced and yeah. i constantly would say i i took my husband to my naturopath's office and i said <laughs> i know i know that there is a place where i could be really happy where i could wake up in the morning and look around and think oh my gosh i can't believe i live here and now I've lived here since August. So I'm coming up on a year and I still wake up every single day and walk outside and look to the sea and go, thank you, God, for my new life. Please let me get to keep it. And, and by the way, if we're talking about Malta for a minute, let me let me digress for a minute before we keep rolling here, because I want to talk about this in the context of how do I want to say it in the context of spiritual land. Mm-hmm. ancient greece yeah um catacombs yes um you right know here. we're talking about a place that when you think about its history right and you look back um what is it about this island that has become almost a place for major transmutation and transformation yes. do you the see what energy, i'm saying i do and let me let me say yeah yeah, the thousands of years, because there's cities here that predate Christ himself. There are cities, so the amount of yeah. history here, it feels like an umbrella of prayer over the entire country. So it feels like mixed with the air has been yeah. and thousands of years of right. people praying. And the spiritual energy, it feels so safe here. Yeah, Valletta, right? Isn't Valletta? Valletta is the Valletta. capital of Malta, yes. Oh, what a, what a place. Oh, it feels like, first of all, it feels like going back in time because even the schooling and the way that they treat children and the way that they grow whole people feels like the way that it used to be 40 years ago in the United States. And so it's um, the way that they approach human life here. It's slower living. It's simple living. It's calmer. It people are very, there's a flow here. You're yeah. surrounded by the Mediterranean Sea and the energy of her. It's very yin. It's very feminine. And yet the at the same time, it's yet at the same time, unless my history is incorrect, because, you know, the reason I'm bringing this up is because of what we're about to talk to next. And that is the four biggies, the four big emotions and what we need to deal with. But the fact that you move there, it's important. People looked at me, Emily, look, when I packed up and I like, everybody says, we don't know what happened to you. All of a sudden, you're living in Jersey. You finished your your Columbia. And then what? You packed up and you're gone. And you moved to the Pacific Northwest. And you threw your stuff in storage. And then you're here. There's not a good explanation for it. I mean, the, there's not a logical explanation for it. And right. that's my question for you. As we look at the context, and that's why I said to you, it's all about context. You know, we can no longer put these items in a contextual basis of somebody's definition of trauma and shock. Because if you talk to people that have gone through this 18 months, and you're right over there by Italy, right? Yeah. And if you, 
if I Italy did I say that I'm going to get emails from all my relatives because I did not <laughs> pronounce it right Italy um you're going to get reviews Italy as a country went through more than people know yes but when you meet the people you don't get the energy of that right it's very different it's very rich the people yeah. are very rich they have a depth they have a depth that's very yeah, they're not financially rich because my relatives right. over there they're not yeah they're, they're out in the field just picking back stuff up. That's yeah. true. And, you know, um, it, so they just opened back up. So my friend right now is in Sicily today sending me pictures because we're like a two hour boat ride to Sicily. Right. So we're right off the coast. Oh, I it's a beautiful ride. I cannot wait to go. I cannot oh. wait. But it's really the the magnitude of, of ability to heal over here. Yeah, it is. It's different. And I think part of it's because. These countries around here have seen a lot of bad things. They've seen a lot of hurt and war and famine and poverty. And they've ta- it's, it's layered into their system. And, you know, the reason we're talking about this is because when we come back from break, we're going to talk about the four biggies. But we're going to talk about what each of us can do to get help. The thing that Einstein said that is coming to fruition over and over and over again, and his quote was to, is also taken out of context. So I'm going to try to put it back in our context, is you cannot solve the problem of it's created. So we cannot solve the problem of what 18 months has been like for people, for moms to be at home and trying to school their kids, for dads to be at home, trying to school their kids, trying to work. These commercials that are on television, that's not a joke. That's reality. They're showing something that's going on very real. You know, even if the guy shows up and he doesn't have his pants on, some of that is so real. (laughs) And the kids in the background banging on a pot. 18 months of that. And now (laughs) what we're saying is put on your pants, let your kid bang the, the pot alone and come back to the office. So when we come back, we need to talk about these four aspects here in the book, because healing ourselves whole, this is an interactive guide to release pain trauma by using the wisdom of the body. If we don't use the wisdom of the body, where these things are being stored, we're not going to be able to to pull in the full quantum ability to heal. You may go out there and go get help from here, or go get help from here, or eat acai berries, or go get, that's great. But unless you get yourself a toothpick and try to pick out the trauma emotions from every cell, you're going to have a tough time. And that's what we're dedicating the show to. When we come back, we're gonna take a short break and just saying, Maltese artists are some of the most incredible 15th century Maltese artists, but Sicily and Malta both. Uh, yeah. Uh, Antonello de Massini. Awesome. So much richness. Why would Emily pack up and go there? What is it? Why did I move from East coast to West coast to a place I didn't know anything about? What is it? When we say to you, maybe you got to get out of the zip code for a bit. Stay tuned. When we come back, we're going to take the four biggies on. You're going to find out what you can do. Benny, we've got three copies of the book to give away. And we are taking your questions. 1-800-930-2819. I know one of these is going on for some of you. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. 
Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Stephan each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Welcome to Soul Activation Podcast, a world-class broadcast of insight and inspiration with the renowned healer and coach, Suzanne Alexandria. In this series, she dives deep into the magical sea of you, to the place in you that's ready to activate. Tune in live every second and fourth Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Stuck in a roundabout of dysfunction? Stop circling around difficult issues and find out what's been holding you back. Learn how to speak your truth to power with host Dr. Kathy O'Bear. Create real change with smart tools and smart strategies. No frills, no fluff, just life-changing conversations to help get you where you want to be. Extend your reach and become an agent for real change with Kathy O'Bear. For more information on Kathy and her work, please visit drkathyobear.com. That's drkathyobear.com. Tune in to the show Heart Change Consciousness with me, Dr. Trish DeRocher, as stories of inspired activism come to life. Listening to conversations with your favorite authors, change makers, and many more who practice inspired spiritual activism and transform vulnerabilities into sources of strength. Let's be inspired together through my show, Heart Change Consciousness, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hi, I'm Patricia McNair, host of Divine Guidance with Patricia, and I'm here to help you live a more authentic, spiritually connected life. Join me every first and third Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Being who you are in everyday life is the key to unlocking soul wisdom within that our whole self already knows. Get ready to embrace your spiritual, mental, and emotional well-being, your whole being. Discover your gifts and strengthen your connection to spirit. We will explore earth guidance, divine truth, and love, past life lessons, and so much more. So listen in to Divine Guidance with Patricia and join in your personal adventure to triggering, opening, validating, and being all that you are. For more information about me, visit divineguidance.earth. It's time to get your life back on Burn Bright Today with Jennifer Marcinelli. Tune in each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Learn to move from the darkness of burning out to the light of burning bright. Jennifer is redefining stress and the energetic causes of burnout, shining a light on process to get your life back. For more information about Jennifer and her work, visit BurnBrightToday.com. I've often thought about, I've often thought about Pink Floyd and sorry, Emily, I'm going off. Now. I like it. Uh, I'm in. I've often thought about Pink Floyd and Dark Side of the Moon and, I, Moon and I love the documentary. And I've often thought about the energy of that. And I've often thought about why so many people feel a group like Pink Floyd so deeply in the cellular of their body. 
I mean, there are other groups that you feel that with, but there's something about, especially Dark Side of the Moon, that has been created in so many layers of sound. If you could ever watch a documentary on how that was created, you would be fascinated by it. Um, but I've often wondered about why people relate to things like that and how it hits them hard. Emily, before we keep going, and by the way, um, 1-800-930-2819, we've got copies of the book, and Charlene is going to come on air in a second. How do people find out about you? How do they get a copy of your book? They can go to healingourselveswhole.com, healingourselveswhole.com. And the audiobook just released last week. So you can get it on in paperback, you can get it on Kindle, you can get it in audio. And on my website, on healingourselveswhole.com, you can listen to the meditations with me. So the audiobook Perfect. is narrated by Stina Nielsen, who's Goodreads Narrator of the Year, and it's beautiful. But if you want to hear me, I do just the meditations. She does the meditations in the book, on um, the audiobook. But on the paperback book, you can download. And I did it with a hypnotherapist who's a music producer as well. His name is Mark oh, cool. Van Allen. He's amazing. Mm -hmm. And I recorded all of the audio meditations before I left the States. Um, and, you know, it's interesting, Dr. Pat, I want to address what you're talking about with Pete sure. Floyd. So the muscle memory at the physiology tracking of experience, whether it's something traumatic or something supremely joyful, they are physiologically tracking into the muscle memory system. And this is why when a song comes on that takes you back in time, you're releasing the muscle memory and the, the, neuro, the neural pathways are strengthening and lengthening and, and widening if you can sit in that space for 20 seconds or more. So the muscle memories release, the dopamine receptors, if you're doing something positive, you're listening to a certain song and boom, you're 16 again, or you're wherever you are and you feel the bliss sensations over coming over your body. The deal is when that happens, you have the opportunity to double up on healing because those hormones, those things are coming out. So when you hear that song and you listen, close your eyes, get into that space, let the healing double up, give that space because that's the same process that the muscles release trauma. They also release joy. So be willing to go there with that song, with that music, with that space, with that energy, be there and let those dopamine receptors grant you double healing. Yeah. Uh, I want to go to the phones and then we're going to talk about the big four, but I have a funny feeling we're going to be able to weave that conversation in with our caller. So Benny, let's go ahead and have a chat with Charlene. Hi, Charlene. Hello. How there. How can we help Hi. you today? Hi. <laughs> Well, I got blindsided last week. I um, <clears throat> actually, on my lunch hour, went outside to a picnic table, and uh, I was physically assaulted. Oh, oh wow. So um, I know all about trauma. <laughs> I've experienced it in the past, and I know all about PSTD, post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm -hmm. um, it, for the first night when I, when I went home, I couldn't sleep, but I cried the whole night. And, um, but um, I took time off. I'm going back to work today, actually, in an hour. And, uh, but I did take time off because I'm, you know, fairly bruised and still have the bruises, but I'll go back anyways. Um, hmm. But what I was going to say about... Uh, you think sometimes after a trauma that you're healed, but you have to work through the process. And when I heard you ladies today 
on the show, I thought, oh, my gosh, like, this book is for me because I'm willing to do the work, right? Right. And I don't want to stay stagnated, you know what I mean? Like, uh, be in fear because I am a high vibrational being, but at the same time, it did lower my vibration. I will be honest. Well, you were physically assaulted. Let's just be clear. Yes. This is a physical assault. Yes. Okay. Because this is important. There are emotional assaults. There are spiritual assaults. But a physical assault encompasses all of them. You know, Emily, you want to jump in here? Yeah. Um, so when I have put my hands on people's bodies that have experienced assault, the tissues, they change. You need to know this because everything that I do from my work is from the body. I'm not a cognitive therapist. I have no training in psychology. My training is in the body, my hands to the tissues. There, things become anchored into the body, the energy body, the physical body, the muscle body, the the cellular body, and and the tissues themselves, they change. They change. There's a difference. So um, wherever the assault has affected the body it almost connects a rope from their hands or whatever parts of the body have gone into the parts of your body that was affected as well and then there's the whole the whole being aspect but there are rituals and things to remove the ropes where things have entered into your body and that's in my book um but mostly I highly encourage you to seek out EMDR therapy, go to a therapist, work with the mind, work with your behaviors and thoughts around it, but also do some of the work that your body has started to store because the conversation as things trickle in and stay into the body, it changes the messaging system within yourself. It only takes one time for the body to understand a trigger and then go into a fear response. You don't have to have a repeated movement for the muscles to lock in the memory when it comes to trauma. So there is a lot of work to do. And I commend you that it's, it feels like you're really strong and already have done a lot of personal work, which is why you can so freely discuss this and know that you have work ahead now again. But I, yeah. I beg you to do the spiritual, do the psychological, and those are different people, and do the energy hands-on work. Find a hands-on therapist, maybe somebody that does craniosacral therapy, Upledger. You can go to upledger.com and look for somebody trained in SER, somatic emotion release. And you can go to upledger.com and there's a little tab and it says, find a therapist. You put in your zip code and then it'll show you the most trained to the least trained. And you want to look at how many lines of training this person has, because if they're trained across the board in craniosacral and SER one and two, they're the people you want to have their hands on you because they can help you learn to dialogue with your body and listen to the story okay. your body has to tell and work through it. Okay. Yeah. And you know, okay, let yeah. me just they, chime they, in here. I, I just feel blessed that you uh, like this. It's it's almost like the universe said this. This is for you. Like it's a gift. Yeah. You. This show is a gift for me. This is just such a gift, and and I just want to thank both of you, ladies. Thank you, Charlene. Thank you. Charlene, I want to offer one other thing. And this is, again, just coming from me. You're a strong woman. And a lot of times, those of us that are strong, 
spiritually, mentally, physically, right? We've worked up that muscle, which means we've gone through a lot of you-know-what to get here. Like, we didn't get here by like, oh, life's okay. No, we got the you-know-what beat out of us somewhere along the line to get to be who we are. So we figure out the choices. This is not the time. This is a time to be kind and gentle to yourself. So we, you know, think about this. Go get the help you need. Sometimes we want to get back out there and we just want to get back in the game and we're going to take it all on. That is not this time, right? No. You're already back in the game, but you get the help you need. The book's going to help you, but reach out and get some help, get some body work done. And, you know, then there's the justice part of this. You know, I studied procedural and, and um, justice and fairness for 10 years in the context of broken promises. So there's a part of us that wants justice. And if you have a part of you that needs justice, and what I mean by that is you're assaulted. I'm assuming the police or somebody got involved, no? The police actually were taking care of it for me. Um, I didn't press charges because um, with everything that's going on up here in Canada and um, the culture she was from, I didn't want to anybody to scream racism. And there were uh, witnesses to it that wrote out um, mm-hmm. statements mm-hmm. for me. So they did witness it. So it wasn't like nobody saw, right? Okay, it's, yeah. Yeah, so the police, I said off the record, they said just because of the heightened thing that's going on up here in Canada, it probably would be best. It would take probably two years to go to court just because of COVID alone. And the police would press charges. You get to the place so where you the police feel... would deal with it. They would go to her home. They would they would directly deal with it and leave, yeah. remove me from the situation. And that's what I'm trying to say. If that is the case with you, then you are full blown open to take this on and get some healing done. The only reason I ask the question is we, I just want to make sure that what we're saying to you was going to allow you to take the healing on. And because that situation's taken away from you and somebody else is handling it. You're good to go. Get yourself healed, Charlene. Thank you so much, ladies. You bet. Thank you. Best of luck to you. Best of luck. Emily, your book, and Charlene said it best, your book goes through and deals with most of this, including process. Actually, it goes through all of it. I love that what you've done is you've said in each of this, and I want to get back to this, you know, we're going to talk about trauma. We're going to talk about shame for the rest of the show. We're going to talk about guilt, and we're going to talk about grief. Because we're talking about the four. Now, underneath these four, there are other side effects. And yet, in your book, you not only take us through it, but you tell us what we can do about it. For example, I was reading the, the chapter on guilt. And this guilt is, right now, the guilt factor is so energetically expansive because People that have never experienced guilt feeling it now. Who are these people that have never experienced guilt? I'd like to meet them. (laughs) Who are these strange people? (laughs) I think they're Cheech and Chong. You know those two? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, But never felt it at quite the level. 
guilty about going back to work, guilty about not going back to work, guilty about having to leave work early. I'm just talking about work. I could go on about other things. Mm -hmm. Guilty about having a loved one that passed away and that you weren't there to be by their side. Guilty about feeling like you're not doing enough, yet you're burning, forget about the midnight oil, you're burning the three or four o'clock oil. These are the four you mentioned in the book. How pivotal are they for you to help us understand why we need to heal them? So they're the most pivotal emotions, in my opinion, that the body holds. Now, remember, let me keep saying this. My work is as the role of your body worker. My hands touch your skin. It's skin to skin. I get messages through my hands from your body. So when I talk about uh, trauma, shame, guilt, and then grief, it's because I can actually feel it in your tissues. So imagine that somebody can put their hands on you and feel the level of guilt because your tissues have anchored. And that's a, that's a big deal because it's one, you know, feeling guilty all the time. You think it's always in your mind, but it's deeply anchored inside your body and it weighs you down heavily. Every step becomes harder to take. Coming back to work is almost impossible. Making those moves is very hard because you feel so heavy. Guilt is heavy. And I use this, I use this analogy in, in my book, because it's the way it feels to me, to me, from my hands between shame and guilt. And that is, imagine that there's a little snake in the blood flow, in the plasma, and it's going around your whole body, and it decides somewhere random, unbeknownst to you, to lay eggs. Guilt is the egg that's still intact. You can remove the eggs. Shame, the egg has shattered, and the body is absorbing each little crispy piece of the eggshell. Shame is so hard to release, so hard, because the egg has shattered. Guilt is like, it's still heavy. It's still in free form. It's still in full form. So guilt is something you can deal with slightly easier than shame. To me, in my opinion, from the almost 20 plus years of having my hands on many, many different bodies. Mm. But, they're, but guilt and shame are dysfunctional best friends. And I don't believe you can have one without the other in your body. They come hand in hand, they but do. shame has broken. So it changes the dynamic of your entire being. And that's really important because it can't just be, I'm tired of feeling guilty. I'm tired of thinking guilty thoughts, feeling guilty. It's inside you. It has affected the way that your body is able to run itself. It's, it, it, it damages and changes and slows your body's equilibrium, meaning homeostasis, your body's ability to stay and remain in balance, no matter what the environmental factors are. It interrupts that. So those things are, are beyond pivotal to me yeah. for healing. Yeah. You know, I love the way you describe them because, you know, we address things and let me just go here for a minute. We address things at a surface level and we call it done. And so what do I mean by a surface level? I call it my view of surface is your view of suppression. Can you talk about suppression for a minute? Uh, I believe that suppression is making a choice not to choose, not to do any work to put it away, to turn your head and play dumb to it. It's sitting right here that you've decided that you're willingly admitting that you're not willing to see it. You're make, it, it is a conscious decision to not make any moves towards something. So you're pushing it down. You're pushing it down and you're stifling it and you're not allowing it to come up. 
and to teach you what it's there to teach you. So it's, it's like you're almost being suffocated, but you can still breathe, but you have to breathe. It's almost like somebody taking a burlap sack and putting it over your face and you still are able to breathe, but your breath right. is never going to be free. Right. That's the same thing with your body when you choose to suppress something or when you decide that because a lot of people decide they're strong and they don't want to deal with that because that doesn't define who you are and it shouldn't define who you are. No one trauma should define who you are. But guess what? If you decide not to ever face it, it is going to define who you are because it's de it's defining the part that you're refusing to see. And that's the part that other people can see in you and and they can't put a finger on it, but there's something about you. You know, when you look at people and you go, how did they become that? How did they get to be that person? Whether it's a wonderful person or terrible, there's something that happened along the way that we chose to, to work with and, and use on our side, or we chose to stifle it down and it sits. It, it's, it's like a shadow self that just stands by you. And, you know, it's interesting because we all have it. You know, I, I shared recently an article a letter that Carl Jung wrote, and it was a very, it's actually a very secret letter. Not many people read it because it's out of the context of Jung. He wrote it to Bill Wilson, who is the founder of Alcoholics Anonymous and 12-step programs. And it was a letter in response to, to Bill Wilson's, took Bill 30 years to, to thank Carl Jung for the entire spiritual aspect of the 12-step programs. That is a long time bill for an amends, but okay, dude, you did it. But it was a beautiful letter. If you ever read these letters, read Carl Jung's response. Because what you find in his response, many years later, many years later, like in the 60s, right? From many years later from the Jung, you hear, you hear his shame and you hear his guilt and you hear him say in one sentence, I was afraid to do more. I was afraid to talk more about spirituality. You can hear it. And I, I'm so, I was so made aware of the power of guilt and shame. And, you know, if you look at a man like Carl Jung, who many of us studied and tried to understand, I say try, I'm still trying. But when you read those lines, you're faced with the reality that we're all human. And I think that's what your book addresses. It addresses the fact that we're all human and we have to try to figure this problem out from all the dimensions of who we are. Emily, thank you for today. Um, a couple of things. How do people get a copy of your book? Please let us know. Um, it's on healingourselveswhole.com. You can get the book. You can order it anywhere books are sold, honestly. Um, Amazon, of course. And, that, and um, that's where you can get the audio as well. But everything is on Healing Ourselves Whole. And if you want to join my newsletter, I send out videos. I only do a monthly newsletter because I find myself not opening a lot of newsletters. So I do a monthly newsletter. And on that, I'll do a special video just for the people that subscribe. Yeah. And, you know, the other things, it's a, way, a great way for people to stay plugged in. Also, you've got an audio version of this, mm -hmm. right? Yes. So um, all of that's available. You know, there's a lot of things we've talked about and a couple of things we didn't. And we have a few minutes left and I want to get to them. There's some questions I didn't ask you, but it really is more about your vision for for what the world needs. Give us a few minutes of your vision. Where do people go from here? You're going to have to go, you're going to, you're going to have to go silent. And here's, here's where I've started to change in the book. I talk about 
learning how to sit still and let the discomforts arise. And can you stay there? But as we move into the next space, now I have a new question. When you feel joy or happiness or bliss, can you sit still in it and let the happiness arise without catastrophe looming around the corner? Can you sit and let yourself experience joy without a constant terror that that means you brought on something negative? Because our fear-based thinking couples and it's incredibly daring. I believe now that it's your big, bold, brave move to allow yourself to feel happy when it comes, to sit still and let it enter into the system without constantly joining it with a fear-based thought. And I think that is where we're going forward is can you be so brave and bold to allow yourself to be happy in the space when it comes? You know, first of all, let me thank you for everything you're doing again. Thank you for brilliantly bringing this out. But more importantly, thank you for writing a book that not only talks about suppression, but gives us a way to release from it. And, you know, in the end, I love your I love where you go. You go to happy. That's what we're talking about. Maybe we all need to malta ourselves. Yes. <laughs> I just made that like a thing now. I love that. Let's do a Malta. Let's do, let's Malta ourselves. Let's Malta ourselves. I'm thinking about it. Thank you Come so much, Emily, for today. Thank you for everything that you're doing. You make me want to get on a plane and come on over there. I so have so much There's of this. invitation roots. for you here. Come on oh in. I got a little gosh. apartment downstairs with your name on it. Come visit. I know. And I'll be over there not looking for a Home Depot, which really makes me feel good. And I love <laughs> Home Depot, so don't get me wrong. I do, too. I <laughs> forgot. I forgot that I miss it. But I love the fact you just now gave me inspiration. I've been calling somebody to mow my lawn. And I just haven't followed up. And now you've reminded me that I don't need to buy another weed whacker. I'm just going to hire somebody. Yes. I have a gardener here and he's cool. I'm going to get a gardener. That's it. <laughs> All right. Emily, thank you so much. Thank you, Dr. Hey, Pat. What a great book. What a great show. Charlene, thank you so much for calling in. You got to know our hearts go out to you. Nobody should be subjected to physical harm. Mm -mm. No one. We should not. We should not. There is no place for that anymore. There There's no, no place, place for the violence. There really there is, is no not. place for the violence. Boy, I'll tell you. You know, we're wrapping up on Pride Month. And I've done a couple of shows. And there's an image that I'll never forget. Matthew Shepard tied to us. Yeah. yeah. And I'm hoping that, you know, if we keep doing shows like this, maybe we keep reaching more people, Emily. Maybe your book helps people heal. Maybe they heal at a level where they're going to find a level of love and a level of peace. You know, people say I'm an idealist. They say I'm an optimist. I get called Pollyanna Patty. And you know what? I'm not, I'm not giving that up. No way. I can't give First up. First, you got to get real and then you go higher. That's how yeah. that works. Yeah. If you come to my door, I'll probably adopt you. All right. <laughs> Don't come to my door. <laughs> All right, everybody. Emily Francis, we're going to take a short break healing ourselves whole. We'll be right back.